Welcome to the week 38, 2016 World Ecology Newsletter. In a mercifully slow economic news week for USA, the only thing really worth talking about is a decision by the Reserve Bank not to increase interest rates. More than that, they indicated that no more rate increases are on the cards in the near future. The risk of inflation is dying down and the improved exchange rate has certainly helped. Food prices are the major remaining pressure point on inflation, running at more than 12%, and unless we get around to normal rainfall this season, then this is going to be very unpleasant. Drought water surcharges have already snuck onto our bills, and what's a bet they won't be removed until long after the drought is broken. Looking at indicators other than the big ones, like jobs numbers or GDP, is often more telling about the health of an economy. In the USA, one indicator that's causing concern is the state taxes. Personal income tax at a state level has been steadily declining for 18 months. It's not really surprising when you consider that the so-called increase in jobs is at the low end and usually of a temporary nature, not full-time. Combine this with the fact that market rises are not based on fundamentals, in other words, actual concrete increases in profits or productivity, but on group desire or group think. Everyone wants the markets to give them returns they can't get from anywhere else, so, abracadabra, they get it. That is not sustainable. The markets are what we call profit. Anyone can blow bubbles, but they aren't great for propping up markets. Another indicator that tells us a lot about the state of the economy is the health of freight, in other words, the transport of goods. Obviously, when that drops off, imports and exports aren't happening, and local economies just aren't pumping. This has been drifting steadily lower for 18 months. The exchange rate here and across global emerging economies has improved and the dollar's weakened. This is particularly problematic for Japan, where the dollar-yen is almost at 100 yen. The rand dollar is at 13.74, the rand pound at 17.80, and the rand euro at 15.43. This is an improvement right across the board. Just as a benchmark though, the rand would have to come down to 13 rand to be in about the same place as it was this time last year. Japan is an export-led economy. It really doesn't want a strong yen. Japan is the latest in a growing list of countries to now have negative interest rates. The Brent crude oil price is tracking sideways between $45 and $50, but because of the weaker rand in the recent past, we might see a small increase in October. On the positive side, the R186 10-year bond is down at 8.57%, but it is very sensitive to foot and mouth disease from politicians who enjoy the taste of shoe leather. In my other topics today, I'm going to tap on medical risk. September is the season for medical aids to announce their annual increases and shining new benefits. Discoveries increase averages out at 9.9% and is certainly not going to be the highest. Really interesting to drill down into the numbers and see what's happening and what is causing these year-on-year double-digit increases. Much of it is a vicious cycle. Members on the higher plans are consuming the benefits at an ever greater rate. There is this pervasive need to get every last cent of value out of this hefty premium. Remember that anyone can change to a better plan once a year in January, and older, less healthy members are usually trading up, and healthier members trading down. In insurance speak, this is called anti-selection. In Discovery's case, there's been a massive increase 
in the consumption of coastal plants, and this has resulted in an almost 15% hike in the most popular coastal plant. Coastal plants probably won't be around in a couple of years' time, but be absorbed into other upcountry plants. Gap covers are really coming into their own as medical aids and world developers. Discovery has just announced their own gap cover. Why would they do that? Gap cover is a short-term product and not a medical aid, and they can be much more selective about who can get it. They don't have to follow medical aid rules. All gap covers have a maximum rate of entry and three-month general exclusion, as well as very hard caps on benefits. Discovery's gap cover is basically only for Discovery medical aid members, and the price differs depending on which plan you're on. Also quite cheap, but let me put it this way. Investigate the alternatives. Don't just look at the premium, look at the percentage the gap cover will pay if you're in-hospital specialist, a major potential out-of-pocket expense. The other thing to focus on is the treatment of biological cancer products. These can run into eye-watering millions of rand. The third pillar of medical risk management is their disease cover. This is no longer nice to have, but I need to have. And here are a few pointers. Have a product that covers at least 300 or more drug diseases, and not just the big four. Secondly, find one that pays out earlier and more, rather than later and will increase severity, even if it costs more. Thirdly, don't let it erode your life cover. It should be a standalone product in insurance speak. Discovery have added a sort of lightish life cover, come gap cover this year for bed disease, but it can't replace having really good bed disease cover. Most of my clients know that my preference is a Rolls-Royce product that pays out 100% at an early stage and reinstates other dread diseases or even the same disease that is an unrelated occurrence. Actions. Medicaid premiums are out of control. Spend some time looking at your medical risk and take a three-pronged approach. Medical aid, gap cover and dread disease cover. You can get hold of me if you need some help. That's all for me for this week. Have a good one.